Hi, I'm Marielle Hemingway. As a mental health advocate and author, I love books. Books have the capacity to inspire, educate, transform, and ultimately help readers all over the world. So if you want to publish your book or if you need help writing your story, I highly recommend Mindstir Media, rated the number one best book publisher around the country. Mindstir Media can help you no matter where you are in the book writing or publishing process. Go to mindstermedia.com to learn more and schedule a consultation. This episode is brought to you by Mindstir Media and the Sunrise segment of the Outcomes of Sun podcast radio. Out Comes the Sun, with Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Out Comes the Sun Radio with my co-host and best friend, Melissa Yamaguchi. I'm Mariel Hemingway, and another amazing show is coming to you today, and um but, you know, first we start with our sunrise segment and our sunrise segment is the time that Melissa and I get to come together and share with you probably probably what we've already talked about on a walk sometime in the morning. Yep. Um, so what are we talk about today? Well, I, wanna, I would like to banter back and forth, ping pong, table tennis, if you will, the topic of DNA. Now, what hap- what I- what recently has taken place that was just reported in the news, not that I'm an avid news watcher, not like I w- used to be, is that people have been caught, potential criminals based on their DNA. Now, I remember very succinctly when the whole genetics things were coming out and people were s- providing their spittle in a vial and shooting it off to find out their ancestry, their, right. their lineage, right? Right. And there was a big brouhaha about it because of the fear of what that meant, that we were so easily and unquestioningly giving up our DNA to an unknown source. Right. So that was a big, yeah. huge thing. But then most recently, like I said, several you know, it's, it's a it's a double edged sword, isn't it, Meryl? I mean, you, you can't. it's like having your cake and eating it, too. We want we sure we want the bad guys caught. Right. And I I don't mean any genderization by saying, guys, don't come at me. But I mean, we want the bad person caught, but we we want to be safe within our with our own autonomy as you have that. We we deserve that. Right. So what are your thoughts on this, Mario? Well, you know, that's an interesting conversation because I think that DNA is is exciting, you know, and it it tells a lot about a person. But you know, coming from a genetically gifted family, but also a genetically, you know, challenged family when it comes to mental health, because that's what we like to talk about on this show quite often, is that, you know, when you think of DNA, you, you, you think that that's the only way that it can be. And I'm just a big heard that, you know, DNA is one thing, genetics are one thing. But lifestyle, you know, change your environment and change your life, right? You can you can totally 
shift your DNA expression. I mean, Bobby, and, and you know this as, as well as I do, because Bobby is my significant other who is creating a machine that is actually going to change the DNA, DNA expression of your body, which is your brain. It's going to change your brain cells. It's going to do incredible things. And I want to believe, and I, I do believe that, you know, that is, that's the future. And I think that we are so powerful that we can shift that conversation. And, you know, I, I, I love the idea that you can, you know, send DNA off and find out your, what, what is it? 24, 23 and me or whatever. and me or ancestry.com. Um, yeah. I just get a little nervous giving my information out. Right. I mean, there has been that conversation about you give out your information and Mm -hmm. certain people are using it for something else. You know, like I I, that's actually going down a rabbit hole of conspiracy that I just don't want to even venture into because I don't want to give it any power, even if it by chance exists. Well, I mean, not utilizing it. I I totally I'm with you on, on understanding in the in the study of and field of longevity how you can especially with the stratosphere machine being able to alter your genetic expression. One second. I'm just going to turn into I'm going to turn into I'm going to turn into the guy on laughing. I'm just going to talk like this. Coming to you live from WKRZ in downtown Burbank. Okay, sorry about that, sound engineers. <laughs> For those who are riding in the car and can't see me, my entire <laughs> setup exploded over the talk of DNA. I guess I guess there's someone offended. Landed in her lap. My so. ancestral spirits that are traveling around me and hovering over me, they're like knocking it off and telling me to shut up. <laughs> I think the thing is, the thing that I find I'm most astounded by is that Clearly, if the, the, the person in point that I was reading about this morning who was caught as some serial rapist, right, he left his DNA. So he kind of lost rights to his DNA. And I, I see why that could be utilized against him. Absolutely. However, my question is, it's a tricky, it's a slippery slope. You know, yes. it's, you being in control of your DNA, you deciding to get into the stratosphere, you deciding to meditate and take take the right steps and procedures in your life to alter your course is one thing. We, we don't have to wear the yoke of genetic past, but it being used is the thing that always kind of makes me stop, take my microphone and put it up next to my head. That's what happens. Perfect. Yeah, I hear you. Hey, I want to welcome our guest who is actually patiently waiting in the waiting room. Dr. Christina Bjorndal, and I hope I said that correctly. Stay you right did. here. She's coming back and she's amazing. And I'm going to tell you all about her. You're listening to Outcomes of Sun Radio, and we'll be back in a second. Good morning, Santa Barbara. You're listening to The Morning Show with Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi, that'd be me, right here on KZSB 96.9 FM and 1290 AM in Santa Barbara. Hi, it's Kevin Nealon. I have a new book out now called I Exaggerate My Brushes with Fame. 
It's a collection of my caricatures and accompanying anecdotes. Also, if that's not enough for you, I have a little hiking show on YouTube. It's a web series. It's called Hiking with Kevin. But more importantly, right now, you're listening and watching Out Comes the Sun with Muriel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi. Enjoy. guest today, Dr. Christina Bjorndal, ND, is considered an authority in the treatment of mental illnesses such as depression, anxiety, bipolar disorders, and eating disorders using a physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual approach. Having overcome many health challenges herself, Dr. Chris is a gifted speaker and best-selling author uh, who has shared her wellness philosophy with platforms such as the Jenny McCarthy Show, the International Bipolar Foundation, and many, many health summits uh, and docuseries. She is recognized as a top ND to follow by two independent organizations. Her book, Beyond the Label, is a comprehensive guide to naturopathic mental health. Christina Bjorndal is a licensed naturopathic doctor and established keynote speaker on how to regain your mental, mental health using a naturopathic approach. I love, she is the co-founder of Natural Terrain, a naturopathic clinic in Edmonton, Canada, and is regularly interviewed for print magazines and online resources as a leader in her field. Well, I also know her as somebody who's very outspoken on uh, Instagram. I just happened to follow her and I thought I knew her. And I told uh, our executive producer, Jeremiah Higgins, reach out to her because I think we're friends. Anyway, you are really an inspiration and it's everything I believe in when it comes to mental health, because I believe that mental health is so linked to our lifestyle and to our physical, you know, what we do, what we eat, how we breathe, whether we drink water, whether we ground, all these things. And, and you yourself have, have overcome many health, uh, uh, mental health challenges. And can you first kind of Tell us about that. Like, what were your challenges and how, how did you overcome them? Sure. Well, thank you so much for, for having me. And it's kind of serendipitous because in, in a few days, it actually marks my, my very first suicide attempt. And wow. so I've had three and I've had six psychotic events. And so the labels that I've been given are anxiety, depression, bulimia, bipolar disorder type one. And these are all pretty, you know, heavy, right? And, and you get the message that you're broken and you're not. The only option is medication for life. And that's, that's basically how you pretty much get treated. So those have been the struggles. And since that date, which was June 9th, 1994, when I had that suicide attempt, it left me in a coma with kidney failure, I was on dialysis, I was told I would need a kidney transplant. And I can tell you this, certainly wasn't happy when I opened my eyes. Wow. Right. And I had to 
figure out, okay, well, how do I, like, this is how I've been navigating this journey, right? Five psychotropic meds, wearing the mask that I'm okay on the outside, but I'm dying on the inside. I reported to a CEO, like, you know, I had it all, you know, accordingly to the, the, you know, the way that we look at success on that material, on that horizontal material plane. Absolutely. Right. Right? But I was struggling with this vertical spiritual plane and that's really been the journey. I have to say back to myself. And I love that your show is called outcomes, the sun, because my suicide recovery song is, um, Oh God, it's, it's now I'm drawing a blank. What it was called. It's, it's the, the rain when the rain comes, when the rain stops Why Bob Marley, do you know that one? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, right. Yeah, I can Where's see. You're the singer. Come up with it. <laughs> yeah, I can. You know, anyway, we'll figure it out by the end of the show what the song was, but you'll know it. I'm just drawing a blank now because. Well, I'm just. First of all, my heart goes out to you. I come from seven suicides. I, I've had suicidal ideation. I never attempted suicide. I know what that dark night of the soul is. I never had psychotic episodes or was never diagnosed with all the wonderful diagnoses you got. But I do know what it's like to fear that. And I come from a family that has that. So you are such a courageous leader in this space because you are proof that you can overcome this without what people just generally think is and, and, well, what I think is a Band-Aid, I'm, I'm not saying, you know, like I'm not a doctor, so I'm not saying that, you know, every person is the same. But I feel like what you're doing is long term solution to a mental. Uh, and wow, your mental health struggles are phenomenal. Wow. I mean, geez, that's that's powerful. And how what was the kind of how did you what, I mean, were you a naturopathic doctor before then? No, no. Led no. you to doing what you're doing now. Pardon? What led you to doing what you're doing now? Yeah. So really, it was that that crisis, that yeah. that attempt. And I, you know, I realized, my goodness, I got to figure out another way. I got to figure out another way to navigate this journey because the way I'm doing it, it's just not working. Like I'm. You know, I'm just, it's just, I'm not, I'm depressed, right? I'm anxious, yeah. like I'm not getting better. Yeah. So my a friend gave me a book to read by Marianne Williamson called A Return to Love. It's a, you know, it's a beautiful book. And that what struck me though, there's this quote on surrender, which goes along these lines that surrender is not about breaking out of anything, but it's a gentle melting into who you really are. So you take off the mask and, and you discover all God needs is just one sincere, surrendered moment when love matters more than anything and nothing else matters at all. And so the key word for me in that was the word love. When you're at that place where you want to end your life, you're the furthest from loving yourself that you can possibly be. Yeah. Right. And so, so the way, so really it was through my own healing process that I, I went to see a nutritionally oriented psychiatrist who started me on several supplements to support the biochemical pathways in the body that support neurotransmitter formation. I carried those on along with all the medication. 
And then I had my first year where I was free from depression and anxiety that I had not had in the 15 years prior. So I thought, okay, there's got my diet, though, by the way, was still not good. It was still not good. Right. (laughs) So I want to really mention that to people here because you don't want to just out supplement a crappy diet. So sure, you could feel better taking all the supplements. Yes. But it's, if you stop those supplements and you won't change what you're putting into the system to make the hormones and neurotransmitters that you need to make, you're going to end up back in the gutter. Well, right? my, my point to that, and I'm just going to interrupt you for a second, is, is that why do we think a supplement or even an Advil, which will change you within 10 minutes, isn't exactly the same as putting like a horrible, you know, processed cheeseburger in in your mouth that you know it is just nutritionally vacant so anyway go back you're saying yeah so i mean they're both serving a purpose like but they're not root cause it's not root cause right so then uh, so anyways basically long story short i went i realized that this wasn't the only guy that could the fellow that i went to see dr abraham hoffer he was 82 years old at the time and i thought my god this can't be the only guy in the country that's you know and he's new <laughs> right like how long is he gonna last so i i went back to high school when i was 33 and i made the career change to become an, an naturopathic doctor and and uh yeah you know what it's it's such um it's such i'm just so grateful that I did because it it it's such a, a beautiful medicine. It gets to the root of the problem. It helps people truly turn their lives around. And there's yeah. nothing more rewarding than that. Absolutely. You know, you're such an established keynote speaker and you are a naturopathic doctor and you've, you've really spoken on how to regain your mental health through the naturopathic approach. And I was reading a lot of the things that you've written about and you've spoken about. And one of the things that intrigued me that I relates to all of us is you talk about hormones mm-hmm. and the effects that your hormones have on your mental health. And nobody's talking about this. I, the people are talking about it, I'm sure, but nobody is focusing on it. I would love for you to share this with our audience. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just so the, the picture we want to understand is that there's four aspects to all of us, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Yes. Western system is focusing on that physical piece of the puzzle alone. And I think if that's all you're going to look at, then you're going to miss 75% of it, right? Yeah. So then, but on the physical, for sure, we got to start somewhere so we can start there. And we want to understand there's three macro systems, your neurotransmitters, your hormones, your organs of detoxification, and I'll just throw in there your immune system. So with the hormones, we want to understand that every pretty much, I mean, there's so many hormones, but I'm just talking about the key ones that people generally are are familiar with, which is estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, your thyroid hormones, cortisol, and DHEA. If you look up the symptomology of every single one of those, they have mental health pieces to that. So it could be anxiety, depression, insomnia, irritability, mood swings, And then we, you know, especially so big pet peeve of mine. I have a few. One of them is going to the doctor when you're in your 50s or late 40s or even early 40s. And you're saying that you can't sleep and you're irritable and you're, you know, flying off the handle and maybe anxious and you get prescribed an SSRI. And I'm like, it's the wrong macro system. Right. Your ancestors like that. (laughs) Wow. Wow. 
<laughs> Carry on. <laughs> You're hilarious. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. So, yeah, so that that's the point. And the other point I guess I'll make, too, is like, you know, a key question you always want to ask is, you know, when did things begin? And sometimes you have to go to that in utero experience yes. and also the intergenerational trauma piece. Right? Yes. yes. I love that you're bringing that up. Yeah, that's that's huge. And, and I didn't answer this question when Mariel asked me at the beginning, but it's, you know, I'm, I'm adopted. So there's, there is this intergenerational trauma piece and oh, not wow. one practitioner ever asked me about trauma. Yeah. Wow. It's so fascinating. You're that's, but that's key. And, and to leave those pieces out and go get something that's just addressing one thing. And that's not the root cause. I mean, that's what you are about to me. You are, you represent let's get to the core. Like that's always what it is. What's your story? Then let's dive deep. Let's go even deeper into your story and then find the solutions based on what your story tells you, what the traumas tell you, what this tells you, what that tells you. And it's not, and sometimes you come into onto this planet with a whole host of whatever, right? There's that too. Cause when you talk about the spiritual piece, who knows what else you've, you know, brought into this realm that we live in and this physical plane. But uh, yeah, wow. I love that you said emotional. My, I, I yeah. come from a, my, one of my great grandmothers was a midwife. Oh, I love it. Country. And she, um, she had a woman that came to her who had lost a baby. Um, the baby was born, but then the baby died soon thereafter. And she still needed to express her milk. Because her body was still in, in mourning and she broke out in hives and all these doctors were trying to put, you know, give her something. It, was, it wasn't hydrocortisone back then, but they were giving her some kind of topical. And my grandmother said, what you put on top of her is going to shove it. My great grandmother is going to shove it into the body and you've got it. We've got to deal with her pain. And they were saying, you know, and they were poo pooing my great grandmother. And, and I remember hearing the story as a child that you put this cream on the top of the skin and then the rash goes in. But where did it go? Mm-hmm. And it's your body trying to express itself. And I, this is the type of work that you're dealing with when you're talking about, I, I love that you mentioned, yes, physical. That's the first given that, because that's, that's the base place we start. But you talked about the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual. Um, the emotional aspects, I'm sure, in, in your line of work, doctor, is really um, a major component, especially after COVID, when people were dealing with isolation and loneliness. Can you speak to us about that? Hmm. Yeah. First, I just want to tag on what you were just saying, though, about the skin. In our world, what we see often is a newborn perhaps might come up with something happening on their skin, and they call it eczema. They do put hydrocortisone on it, which suppresses it, and then they develop asthma. So people, because that's where it gets driven in, it gets yes. driven in the body, and then it comes out. So we and see that it's got to come out some way, right? Um, that's right. Yeah. I mean, what you, what you suppress, what you don't express, what you repress is it's just energy in motion and it's going to ping around inside, right? Yeah. Yeah. Disturbances. So super important. So um, it, it's so now, sorry, I lost the question. Gosh, that you asked me. What about you, about the emotional health that you're having to deal with because we're yeah, just, oh, kind of, just coming yeah. out of the pandemic, especially. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I wrote an article recently uh, about loneliness and this epidemic of loneliness in children and teenagers in particular. Um, so, you know, I'll just share with you this interesting piece of research I came across. They they were 
uh, looking at these gorillas, I believe it was, and they noticed some seemed depressed. So the researchers thought, okay, we're going to take them away from uh, uh, out and see if the rest of the community thrives and how that, because maybe they're impacting them and how, and how are they impacting them? So they took these away and they went back to see. And what do you think they found amongst the remaining gorillas in the community? They, they, were, were, all dead. Dead. they were all dead. Oh, oh, I didn't know. I would have never guessed that. Mm -hmm. I know because these depressed gorillas were the early, they were the canary in the coal mine. They were the ones signaling that something's off. We need to, we need to be moving or changing or doing something. And so they, they took them out. They lost that. Right. And, and the rest didn't know. So I, that's kind of a reframe to look at the loneliness piece that's happening in our society that actually there's something wrong and not, yeah. you know, not to turn the other way, but this is a, this is the canary in the coal mine, if you will. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So absolutely. And, and the loss of touch from that, right. M Melissa and I have talked about that on, on the show here, that, that desire, that need to be touched and held. And then all of a sudden you're isolated, you're lonely, you're behind a screen like we are today, but, there's no contact with human, you know, other human contact. And I'm sure it's like any animal. We all need that. We need that relationship to other humans. Also, the earth. You need to touch the earth. You need to be connected. Yeah. Yes. And gosh, I mean, what happens to a, new a newborn baby is not going to survive if it's not touched. It's not. So it's it's a really important piece, and and I think that this was happening before the pandemic. It only got you know the the crevices just got wider and deeper as a result of, and and I think we have to really get back to how can we connect with each other? Yes, without yes. I mean it's wonderful that we can connect today with technology, but the technology also is a huge problem, right? It is. It is a huge problem. Let me ask you something on your journey, on your personal journey through depression, bipolar, this, that, and the other thing. What were you able to discover about your DNA genetic history, even though you weren't able to find that out from your, you know, your birth parents? What were you able to discover as, as your core root cause? Right. Or, or maybe there were many. Yeah, I think there were many, but one of the key pieces, and, I, uh, and I'm glad you asked that because I wanted to come back to what you had mentioned about this story. When pe people need to share their story, yes. However, we also have to ask, the most important thing isn't the story. It's what did you make the story mean? What yes. beliefs did you form, right, as a result yes. of that experience? And we can then change those beliefs because many of them are limiting and faulty and incorrect yeah it's just change your thought change your change your thoughts change your life i totally agree because a, a belief is just a thought that you think over and over and That's over right. again. and yeah. you can make a new decision make yeah. a new decision yes. so yeah it was interesting so when i got when i had that first psychotic event believe me it was a little bit of a whoa what the heck was that and uh you know it it i was like i didn't know anything about mental illness at all so and this is in the 80s so i um I so I, hey i remember them yes <laughs> <laughs> they were a good time right <laughs> <laughs> 
So I, uh, I would ask, ask which like most people do what to the doctor, what's, what's going on with me? Like what's happening to me and why did this happen? Why did this happen? And he said, well, it's genetic. And I couldn't look to the left or my right to verify the truth of that. And so I didn't accept it as the truth. And this is what I think is really important because a lot of people will say that, well, depression runs in my family. So, you know, my mother had it, my grandmother had it, my, you know, so I'm going to get it too. And that's just not true. No, it's just not true. As you know, this idea of epigenetics, so genes load the gun, lifestyle pulls the trigger. So you're not your genes. You, you can, it's no. about, is it lit up or not? Is that gene turned on or not in you? Yes. Right. right. And so, but interestingly enough, um, I do start my book with an introduction from uh, one of my teachers, who's Gabor Mate, and and this work yeah. on the in utero environment. And so, if a mother is stressed, and and not just the mother too, because a lot of women feel a lot of guilt over this. So I want to mention too, it's the father as well. It's not just the mother; it's the environment yes. that they're in. So that can result in more cortisol affecting the developing fetus, which is at a time when crucial brain structures are being developed. And so you can be sort of set up, if you will, to be more anxious. But as I just said, that can be changed. That can be changed. So it's so that nurse. So I did come out of the womb quite nervous and anxious, apparently, and, you know, terrible sleeper and nobody could come near me and all, all of that. Um, but I also think that for me, it was when I learned that I was adopted, I formed a belief about it that I was yeah. young, I was five, and I didn't fully understand what that word meant, adoption. So I translated it to mean that I was there temporarily. Wow. So every time the doorbell rang, I thought it was time to go. Oh, wow. So you well, can imagine. Symbology of that behind a suicide attempt is pretty powerful. That's heavy. Wow. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. That's incredible. And, you know, the other beliefs that sort of got filed into the subconscious system here was, I'm not wanted. I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable. And you'll see this amongst overachiever. And I I am an overachiever, right? I I mean, goodness me. Um, I, I... was an overachiever, I'm a recovering type A perfectionist person. And yeah. um, you'll see that behind those, those types of individuals is they're compensating for a sense of lack. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. You know, you, you also, there's something on your site that's really quite incredible. And you honor the elders and the knowledge keepers who have come before us and all, all the peoples who make their home in the treaty regions of Alberta, Canada, and around the world. And how, how do you, I mean, I know this is such a big part of Melissa's life because she comes, she has, you know, American Indian in her heritage. Um, how do you honor uh, the ancestors? Mm-hmm. Well, so my and, husband- and isn't this something that we've lost? Oh, goodness. Yes. Yes. Well, well, one of the ways is, I mean, my, my husband's First Nation. So uh, I, I, uh, I have, uh, through him, really learned to honor the land and to turn to the land first and foremost. So it, it's, it, there's been a lot of 
and I, and I'll I'll try not to cry here, but it's been very upsetting what's been happening here with the residential schools and the marked the, the graves that they're discovering of of children. Do you do you guys do you know about that? Yes, yes. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, so it's just 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 a really so for me it's just it's really just about honoring each and every one of us, but especially the fact that you know we've we've we haven't been so good as Europeans coming over no. to the you know we we haven't, and we need to apologize, and we need to be humbly bow before each and every one of of the First Nation people that we come across. So. Oh. Yeah, that's. Well, I, 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 whenever I, I, you know, there's lots of different cultural events here in in Canada, and there was one a couple of years ago. This was before all all of this came out. I mean, the residential school piece was always there, um, yes. and and I felt very humbled. I started my career in Whitehorse in the Yukon with my husband working in First Nation uh, with the various bands, and it was very. Humbling for me because again, I, I felt as a white person, I felt like uh, like I had to apologize for right. everything that, that that has happened, and I didn't I didn't know enough about the residential school system. This is back in two thousand twenty years ago. Now, I mean, I do now, but at the time, I didn't understand what what had happened and what had really happened until right. I was meeting with people who had experienced the trauma of that, and it was horrifying. Wow. So. Wow. Kind of blown away by that. Oh, we found your song. Bob oh, Mark. thank you. <laughs> yes. You, it is good. Stop the Rain. Stop, Stop the Rain. Thank you. I'm leaving. Stop the Rain. I'm leaving. Stop the Rain. I'm leaving. I'm not going to sing it because I don't know it. Yeah, I but probably, Mary could have said that a couple of weeks ago and it was gloomy. Stop the gloom. I'm leaving. <laughs> well, you know me. We were watching June Gloom for on the beach April. Going. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I really want our audience to go out and get your book. I love the title, Beyond yes. the Label. I love the title. And I know that in that book, it's chock full of tools that you can give us to learn how to move beyond. You talked about the gestational stress because of the epigenetic, because of the environment, whether mom or dad are going through stress and how baby can absorb that and then come into the world already with a label already. And then, but you, I loved that you, you shone light on it and said, that it can change. Mm -hmm. And I know that you share that in the book. I know you share tons of information. This is a book that everyone needs. I know I'm going to get it because I everyone yeah. is touched by on some level through our anxiety on whatever the levels are. All of us, none of us are unmarred by this. So thank you. Thank you for all the work you've done. It really is. It's it's really hats off to you. It's amazing. Uh, absolutely. And you've written, I mean, you've written quite a few books. You wrote The Essential Diet, Eating for Mental Health, which I just love that. It's straight to the point from shadows to light, a whole human approach to mental health. Uh, that's, a like, that's a compilation. That's like a few oh, yeah. Yeah, compilations. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. But moving beyond a journal into self-discovery, which I just love that you are, you know, it's a holistic approach. And that's what I'm always saying. Um, I, the audience will maybe roll their eyes when they hear this again, but I talk about the seven doctors and the seven doctors are Dr. Sun, Dr. Air, Dr. Water, Dr. Exercise, Dr. Nutrition, Dr. Rest and Dr. Earth. They're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and they're free. <laughs> and you're and, right. And, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I just want to speak to the exercise piece though really quick for oh, people. Yeah, please. Yeah, oh just my because, God, please. Just because um, it is such an important piece and the research, it stands up to SSRIs to, in research to, for people who are mild to moderately depressed. It is equal, if not better than an SSRI. To get and there are, studies, there are studies to back studies. Yeah, but here's the thing. Asking a depressed person to exercise is kind of like asking a blind person to see. So this is where it comes back to that community piece and back to that, that loneliness conversation that, you know, you, depression is a disease of isolation. It's something where you often turn into yourself. I know for myself, um, many people didn't know that, you know, it was a big surprise that I attempted suicide because it's not something that I was out announcing to the world that I, right. oh, this is how I'm feeling. Right. And so I'm glad that that's shifted and changed over the last, four, you know, however many years it's been since I was originally diagnosed long time. Um, but, you know, here's the thing I'll say in some days for me, when I was a 10 out of 10 depressed, the only thing I may have accomplished in a day is getting out the door. And it may have taken me to six, eight, 10, 12 hours to move from the bed, to get dressed, to put my shoes on, to get out there. But never once did I come back feeling worse. Yes. I went out. That's right? so great. I, I love that you address that in that way because, because you're right. Like nobody knows what it's like to be, well, you do, to be in this dark night of the soul and how incredibly challenging it is just to get yourself to, you know, stand up, to stand up, walk into the kitchen, to do things that you're meant to do. That's the hardest piece of mental health is when you've already gone into a deep hole, how do you dig yourself out? And to have the acknowledgement of that. And, and, and also for the people that have to deal with people that are suffering, there's that you have to have an understanding that they're they're in it's like they're in quicksand or they're in mud and they simply can't move them you know like so having compassion and 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 just being able to step away it's not, because in some ways you can't do anything except hold space for them to yeah. make to make a choice right yeah. you can't make that choice for them yeah, and I'll, I'll share this story with you. I heard uh, there was a woman whose son, he was 16, he was not doing good, not doing good. Uh, you know, in his room, not coming out, not coming out, depressed. It was not a very good situation. And he would not speak to anybody, which doesn't help. So she, the mother being beside herself, concerned about her child, she decided, well, the, what, what's one thing that I can do? So she made him a sandwich and she bring him this sandwich and she put it beside his bed. And some days he'd eat it, other days for days on end he wouldn't. But she continued to bring him a sandwich. And then at some point the shift happened and he turned the corner and then she asked him, you know, what what was what how did you turn the corner? This is, you know, several months after. And he said it was your sandwich. Oh, your sandwich, right? Yeah, isn't that beautiful? Usually I cry when I tell this story, but it's, it's, it's because, and so you as a mom, if you're listening to this with your teenager that's struggling, you think you're not doing enough. And the thing is, you just got to show up 
right? Yeah. Show up. You just got to be there in love, like you said, love, love compassion, empathy, not yeah. not the why can't you get out of bed and look at you, you, you know, not that type of languaging. Language using the language of love and compassion, which was which was summed up in the sandwich. You That's know? so beautiful. I love that. Oh my God, uh, Christina, you're you're just uh, you touch me so deeply. You're a treasure. You're, you're a treasure. Really are. I mean, what you've what you've been through is inspirational and courageous and amazing. And we are. This has been a very special interview for us because you really are are speaking our language, and and it's a language that I really want people to understand that they're. It's a solution. This language you're speaking, the language of love, the the language of connecting with the earth, the land, the the acknowledgement of all the pieces that make a whole being and a whole balanced being. It's just beautiful. So thank you so much for coming on our show. Again, we want to we want to tell our listeners to buy your book Beyond the Label: Ten Steps to Improve Your Mental Health, Mental Health with Naturopathic Medicine so great cannot wait to read it myself and please come back and speak to us again uh you're a treasure like melissa said thank you so much i thank you so much thank you thank you grateful for you both thank you thank you oh my gosh i'm i'm reeling that was beautiful thank you so much don't go anywhere because you know what next best friend melissa yamaguchi has an energy tip for you. And I know you don't want to miss it because I don't want to miss it. And that's just what I got to say. So you're listening to Outcomes of Sun Radio. Come right back. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to The Morning Show with Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi right here on KZSB 96.9 FM and 1290 AM in Santa Barbara. Dr. Christina Bjorndal, ND, is considered an authority in the treatment of mental illnesses such as depression, anxiety, bipolar disorders, and eating disorders using a physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual approach. She's recognized as a top ND to follow by two independent organizations. Her book, Beyond the Label, is a comprehensive guide to naturopathic mental health. Christina Bjorndal is a licensed naturopathic doctor and established keynote speaker on how to regain your mental health using a naturopathic approach. To find Dr. Christina Bjorndal, go to drchristinabjorndal.com. And that's Dr. Christina. B-J-O-R-N-D-A-L dot com. And next, Energy with Melissa Yamaguchi. Listening to Outcomes of Sun Radio. This is Melissa Yamaguchi with my co-host and sweetheart of a friend, Mariel Hemingway. And I'm here to share with you an energy tip. 
And I think it's going to be something that you, you're going to appreciate. I believe so. If you want to deal with gossip, you want to deal with rumor and energy that's coming at you that feels attacking. One of the best things that you can do in feng shui is to get a rooster. Now, not a real one, but you can get a ceramic rooster, a little play rooster. There's oftentimes little plastic ones that they'll have when children are playing farmhouse or something or wooden ones. Or you can even get a picture of a rooster. But if you place the rooster on your desk, let's say it's happening in the office and there's a lot of office politics going on and you feel as though your position to power rise is being usurped by somebody else. You place that rooster on your desk where it faces the door that enters that where you enter your office space or across from you if you're in an open floor plan and you have, you have energetically placed protection around you. Now, I've had many, many CEOs with whom I've worked who said, Melissa, I'm not putting this, I'm not doing that, I don't wanna have anything to do with that, I'm not putting all these little doodads looking like i am got a voodoo desk at work. Okay, great. Well, what you need to understand is that oftentimes taking an action to remedy something in your life may have a placebo effect, but guess what, it works. So by taking action in your life and making a move and by telling yourself, I'm placing this here, do I believe as a very logical farm girl from girl whose grandparents owned farmland and grew up in Oklahoma, do I believe that that little plastic wooden or ceramic rooster is, a, is doing something? I don't. However, what I do believe is that by me taking action, and placing this there with the with the knowledge that this is stopping something from coming at me people use evil eyes i'm not getting into i'm not equating anything here but people use different symbolism to thwart off negative energy to help them move through something i know when people have gone through aa they're given a coin they take that coin and they place it in their pocket and you oftentimes when you encounter someone who is however many days sober, they will pull that coin out, their, their celebratory coin. Does that coin stop them from doing something? No, it is symbolism. So in the symbolism of feng shui, a rooster can stop the pecking from coming at you. It can stop the, the biting and the clawing coming at you in the form of gossip and negative speak. So when I've had clients say to me, I don't want a rooster on my desk, I will ask them to print out a rooster that they're willing to deal with and tape it under the desk. It is still the symbolism of the power that you put in your favor, where you are cognitive of things that are coming around you and you are no longer a victim. You are now participating in your life. That's my tip for you. I'm gonna ask that you not go too far, please. No pulling off the side of the road and grabbing errant roosters crossing it for your car and your desk. I'm gonna ask you to stay close at hand Coming up next, Meryl Hemingway will be sharing with you tips on health and balance. You're listening to Out Comes the Sun. Hello, wonderful humans out there. I am Roy Zatiski from MyWildlife.com, and you are listening to Out Comes the Sun with Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi. Hey, everyone. You're listening to The Morning Show with Mariel Hemingway, me, and Melissa Yamaguchi. That'd be me. <laughs> right here on KZSB 96.9 FM and 1290 AM in Santa Barbara. 
And now, Mariel Hemingway with Balance. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Outcomes of Sun Radio, and I'm here to give you a little bit of a balance tip. I want to talk about, well, first of all, I want to say I got to get myself a rooster, but that's beside the point. Now, getting back to my tip, I want to talk about minerals. Minerals are very, very important. And when I wake up in the morning, I drink 32 ounces of water, which is a lot, I know. And I'm going to drink some water right now. Um, And I put minerals in my water. And the reason I do is because our our water is depleted of minerals. Our soil is depleted of minerals. And minerals are one of those kind of key things that really helps helps you with body aches, It can help you with mental clarity. There's all kinds of different things that minerals, magnesium, you know, calcium, all these different minerals can do for the brain and the body. And it's incredibly important. I've, you know, I think we all have had injuries in our lives or aches and pains from working out or whatever. And when you start taking minerals, uh, it it really will shift some of that. in in your body. So I use uh I use a, a mineral called I hang on, don't go anywhere. Talk talk amongst yourselves. I'm gonna get it because I want I want to show it. Even though I'm gonna have to say it to the people that are okay. Here it is. Uh Mariel's doing that thing that your mom does when she walks out of the room still giving instructions on what to do while she goes to work and then you're sitting there chewing your nails wondering did she say oh do the laundry and the dishes or did she say mow the yard and fold the clothes? You're totally confused. She's back. Here it is. It's called NVT minerals. Those are the minerals that I use. Um, you can do it's an ionic uh, drinking minerals. And actually, it is a friend of mine who created these minerals, but they're really, really good. Um, she also has you she has minerals that you put in the bath which are also really good. And, and I'm sure you've seen that in a CVS. You've seen those minerals, Epsom salt, you know, that kind of thing really is effective for your muscles. But these are the minerals that I put in my water. I've got water right here for those that are just listening, but it's called NBT uh, and they're ionic drinking minerals. There are many, there are many brands on the market for ionic drinking minerals that you can, you know, that is in liquid form that you put a few droppers full into your water. And I'm telling you, you're going to see a big change in body aches and pains and the best benefit of of magnesium, especially in the evening, taking magnesium at night. And I do take a more kind of whatever kind of uh, supplement form at night is that it will help you to sleep better. Magnesium at night can help you sleep better. There's another uh, brand called Calm that is magnesium. Uh, It's a magnesium compound that you sprinkle into water that actually helps you uh, to sleep. So. 
you know, minerals. That's my tip. My tip is minerals. Did you bring up Pim? Pim. Oh, so yes. Jack Williams and Olivia June have a product called Pim that has the magnesium and four different types of magnesium. I Absolutely. Some of it. I and it's for it's for your it's for calming you down and honestly oh I I how could I forget that and they're powerful you actually feel kind of hmm. I well I'm going to take some right now I <laughs> I got some and I have been taking it at night and I've been really pleased with um my sleep as a result yeah it's incredible well everyone this was a great show I'm I'm still inspired by Dr Christina I'm inspired by the rooster tip. I'm trying to figure out where I can find a rooster that's not plastic. You can print one out. You can print oh. one out, then tape it underneath the table or something for sure. Oh, really? That's all you have to well, that's do. That's what a lot of I tell a lot. Of, that's why I was saying you know, a lot of my clients don't want to have a, a figurine, so I tell them print out a rooster that appeals to you. I think I should have it. one in my pocket when I'm near Gold's Gym and somebody's taking a picture of me, and maybe uh, you know, get a rooster, get a rooster bandana. Hey, everyone. This has been great. We love you so much. Thank you for joining us on Outcomes of Sun Radio. Melissa Yamaguchi, my best friend, thank you for being here. Thank you to Jeremiah Higgins, who is our executive producer. Slater Smith, who is also a producer on this show. And uh, Dr. Dugan, Richard Dugan, who is also our sound engineer. And everybody else who makes it possible to bring Outcomes of Sun Radio to you. Thank you all. Choose healthy. Choose you. Outcomes the sun. Please go to MarielHemingwayFoundation.org. Help us create a resource navigator for people with mental health issues. We're coming up with solutions. Outcomes the Sun has been a production of Evolve Entertainment. Hosts, Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi. Executive producer, Jeremiah Higgins. Sound engineer and producer, Richard Dr. D. Dugan. And sound engineer, Slater Smith. Thank you for listening. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.